Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. What's up, everyone? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 128 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Chris Lil. How's it going, guys? Dude, it's our last day together in the Zero Trip. Yeah, it's yeah, really depressing me. It's also my 89th day in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you have to leave tomorrow? Uh, Americans get 90 days here. Yeah, so it's the Schengen visa rule, which is originally made uh, actually for the opposite reason. It's to let people travel freely within Europe, within the EU. But the downside of it is even though you can very easily um, come in and just do without a visa and just travel for up to three months at a time, for people like us who want to travel longer, it makes it pretty much impossible. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a place I'm going to come back to again in the future. Definitely next summer. I think I don't have anywhere else to go at this point. <laughs> so if you guys remember, you remember Chris's voice, he was on episode 100. 23 that was how many weeks ago was that uh, i think that was over just over a month ago now feels like so long ago to me to be honest yeah yeah me too <laughs> okay it had to have been five weeks ago because i've been doing podcasts every week but it feels like like months if not years ago mm-hmm. yeah yeah we've both been uh to different places and yeah. even split up for me for a few yeah. weeks okay so me and chris right now are in berlin germany and I, I had no desire to come back here on my own or to poland i like i didn't want to backtrack at all mm-hmm. but yesterday was chris's birthday happy birthday buddy thank you buddy so i said okay since you so originally chris was supposed to meet me in, in the ukraine yeah no first you were supposed to come with me and sam on the on this road trip yeah but you guys don't really work or i have a feeling you guys wouldn't work I was probably, I'm, I'm sure I was right, and I didn't want to like hate you guys while I had to go find like a quiet cafe or something. So at first, I, I, I said to Chris, like, oh, don't worry, like, we're gonna work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad you you didn't come because <laughs> I don't think we worked at all. Like, we had one day at a co working space, and aside from that, like, almost nothing. Yeah, would have been surpri- I would have been surprised if you did. So I think the only work we did was like when we were on the train and we happened to have some Wi-Fi, we would just sit and just do like <laughs> some work, um, some work on our 3G like uh, tethering. Mm-hmm. But every day we were in a different city, we were just traveling around. It was it was intense. Yeah, it sounds tiring. And I, at that, I, I remember at that point I was already tired, so I was just ready to hunker down for a while. So you stayed in in Warsaw the whole time, right? Yeah, I was in Warsaw the whole time. So what made you stay there? Thus far, it's my favorite place in Europe. And Sur- surprising, right? Yeah, I, I really didn't think it would be. We, uh, yeah, I think we only went there to visit friends and just check it out and j- make our way east because, again, we were supposed to go on a road trip. But I liked it so much, I just stayed. So what is it about Warsaw or Poland in general that you like so much? It's newer and cleaner than most places I've been to. And the value's insane. Not as insane as Kiev or, <laughs> or Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I didn't get to experience it. But, okay, so Chris was saying to me, he's like, Johnny, you got to reset your expectations because you cannot consider a country that is war-torn and like ha- and has their currency highly devalued to be like a normal good deal. If you expect that, like there's nowhere in the world you can go. Yeah, you will be severely let down everywhere else you go to. Yeah, so I think if I like actually just kind of think of the, the prices in Poland in terms of what's like a normal value, you know, compared to let's say in the US, right? So in the US, California is not a good value. No, it's not. Okay, where in the US would be a good value? 
Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, or even like some parts of Texas. Not not so much Austin anymore, but they used to be good value. Yeah. So Poland to me is probably at least half the price. Oh, easily half the price. Like a third of the price? Yeah, I'd say a okay. third. And the infrastructure is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'll put it on par with Chiang Mai almost for, as far as maybe maybe a little bit more expensive. but Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but the, the infrastructure is way better. Yeah. And the Western food's cheaper. Yeah. So if you're in Chiang Mai and you're eating, you know, steak and potatoes, drinking beer, you might as well be in Poland because you end up spending you would end up spending less money in Poland than you would in Chiang Mai doing this that. Yeah. So if you're in Chiang Mai, if you're gonna go to Thailand, make sure you're eating Thai food and you're drinking like Thai whiskey, or you're not drinking at all because alcohol has a huge tax in Thailand. You know, make sure you're just doing like normal Thai stuff, right? Staying in like a normal Thai apartment, um, like a studio, eating yeah. Thai food, doing normal stuff, and it can be really cheap. But if you are trying to live in like a one or two bedroom apartment and you want to take you know ubers everywhere and you want to eat like normal western food you know like meat and potatoes and drink a lot you might as well just go to poland yeah um i think an uber ride across town is almost the same as a tuk-tuk ride yeah like i think that's one of my favorite things about uber there is it's so affordable like i never even think twice about taking one mm -hmm. compared to being in berlin now like yeah we went two kilometers and paid what was it 13 dollars yeah that's one mile and we paid i think was it 13 euros or 13 dollars whatever well, it was, it was Euro. a lot <laughs> it was insane i'm like you can't and here's the thing is so the reason why it's so expensive is uber is actually not allowed in berlin so they got kicked out and instead of just leaving Berlin and this, you know, kind of big hotspot, they made a deal with the taxi companies and they said, okay, you can use our app to get to call taxis, we will collect payment for you. I don't even think they're taking any money. And this is what I heard. That's the rumor. Uber's not taking any money. Yeah, I've heard Uber's actually not making any money from it. They're just breaking even just to kind of keep market share and keep people using the app and getting used to it. So in, in hopes that if the law does change, that they have the infrastructure, they can kind of just roll, roll it out. They'll just own the ride sharing. It's so stupid. I Honestly, I really don't like countries that don't have Uber. Mm -hmm. I, I really think any city or any country that doesn't allow Uber has either corruption or backwards thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll agree with that since Uber's my primary. I, I well, here I hate taking trains and buses because I I'm never around long enough, or at least I haven't been in any city long enough to kind of learn the bus routes and the train routes. And every time I have to go somewhere, I have to open up Google Maps and try to figure it out. I would much rather just Uber around. It's just so much easier. Yeah, like I love it so much, and I don't I don't even mind having some. Um like in, in some places, I think in, okay, so in Portugal, they have a lot of regulation with with Uber. They make everyone go through like stringent background tests and they have to actually go through like a company. So it's actually, it's not easy. Like you can't actually just sign up to be an Uber driver in Portugal. You have to almost go through another company that is willing to do all the background checks and the, and the rules and everything, but they have it. It's cheap and it works. So I know for sure you, you can you can you can have some kind of you can you know negotiate. I'm sure Uber is willing to negotiate a little bit. I always thought Uber paid for uh, the background checks and the uh, and everything. I thought they like financed cars. I think Uber will bend over backwards to be in a city. I really believe so. You know, I really think that like cities that don't want it, either either getting kickbacks from the top, like the taxi mafia or lobbyists, you know, no politician, that's kind of keeping it back. And, and I honestly, I really dislike play anywhere that doesn't allow Uber. There's always something wrong. With it. It's always overpriced. It's always corrupt. It's always, there's always something kind of backwards thinking of it. And Berlin, my God, it's so expensive. Yeah. Like, okay. So even a train ride is 270 euro, which is over $3 for like, you know, I mean, I guess that's not that bad, but like you end up, you know, you end up taking it four times a day. Yeah. So you end up spending $12 on just that. Yeah. Um, 
the co-working space was 15 euros per day, which was $18. Yeah, and it had the shittiest sign-up process ever. Oh, man. So normally when you, when you want to go to a co-working space, you just basically just walk up, you give them, you know, 10 bucks, right? Yeah. And you say, thank you. <laughs> 10 bucks and an email address and, you're, and yeah, you're good to go. you're good. You know, and they give you a little tour. They say, here's some free coffee, here's some water. First off, this place didn't have free coffee or water. Uh, luckily, we happened to be there on a day where they had these startup demos, which is actually pretty cool. You got to see, you know, some some startups like kind of pitch um, what's happening, you know, like what they're doing. So I think it's either once a week or once a month. They have like a breakfast and they have some co- free coffee. But immediately after the pitch, coffee was gone. And they don't yeah. even give, they don't even have free water. Yeah, I was impressed at how fast that, that German efficiency when they cleaned up the breakfast. It, everything was gone. Yeah, right after the last sentence. I was like, holy shit. So I I don't really expect like good coffee. It's to me, it's like a perk, right? Because, you know, like my favorite co-working space in the world, Pun Space in Chiang Mai, they don't have good coffee for free. They have like Nescafe and, you know, it's pretty yeah, crap, instant. right? But at least they have water. At least they have like cups and they have mm-hmm. like a big uh, jug of filtered water. Yeah, I was drinking out of the sink today. <laughs> and, and like they didn't have cups. Yeah, like, we had to wash um, these like these uh, container things where they keep uh, forks in. I mean, they were cups, but they like they were no, they weren't used for drinking. They were used to like hold spoons, and we had to tub those out and, and wash it. So overall, like like what you, what like what what are your thoughts on that coworking space? It's okay. I I I don't, I don't want to pass judgment on it too quick. But I was only there for a day. The people there were super cool. Well, let's talk about the good things then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tons of people there. Active, really active. Um, I'd, I'd say entrepreneur community. I think they're mostly startups doing apps and things like that. But super cool people. Uh, a lot of them aren't from Berlin either, or at least not the people that sat at our table. Yeah. So I think it was actually one of the more social core spaces I've been. I would actually be willing to say outside of. Thailand, outside of Chiang Mai, maybe the most social co-working space I've been to. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Everybody kind of went to lunch together and well, in their own separate little groups. Yeah, but you could you could tell there's kind of like a community there and yeah. very open to talk to, to other people as well. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is just because there's so many people there. There's like, what, 200 people there? Yeah, they had like 30 active companies there. And then their their whole downstairs area was the coffee shop. And that was just crazy packed. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't sit down there. So you can actually sit in the cafe for free and just order a coffee. But it's it's so loud and you can tell the seats weren't going to be like super you know comfortable for a productive day so that's why we opted to pay the 15 euros to sit upstairs so the couple things that i didn't like about it is first it's to me it's a little bit too big where it's not even that the space is too big it's that the company is too big where it's like a bureaucracy yeah you know uh i think they have multiple locations and for example the sign-up process that we talked about earlier instead of just giving them 10 bucks or 15 bucks whatever and just going in they had to print out this you know full colored you know um day pass on a piece of paper that used up so much ink yeah. and he had me fill out like my address which i don't know why he needs it um you know all this information and then he turns around and just inputs it into the computer that's like right in front of me and the keyboard is right there and i'm helping him input it because he can't read my writing and i'm like why don't you just have me input this myself yeah yeah or why, why fill it out right like or yeah. why fill out that paper and then i realized he, they, they don't take credit card you have to pay in cash and i'm thinking this is 2016 this is a corking space with like 30 startups in there yeah have they never heard of stripe or paypal or like 
And like, like, yeah, they wouldn't take PayPal either. They wouldn't take like nothing, just cash. I'm actually surprised that Berlin doesn't have PayPass or TAP around here. I, I think every other European country I've been to it was like the standard. You know, so I actually never used um, PayPass or, or TAP until just, um, yeah, like just in Poland. Like you introduced me to it. So th- thanks for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, like, what is it, like, for people that still don't know what it is? Uh, well, we use PayPal or Apple Pay, but if you're not from the States, then you probably have a credit card that can just, um, well, PayPass, just tap the, the credit card reader, and for whatever amount you set it to, it'll just authorize. So, basically, it's a credit, like, on your credit card, you can just basically touch, well, not even have to touch, you can basically be in the proximity of the sensor when, it, when it's reading, and it'll just go off. I didn't realize this, but Apple Pay, maybe in the beginning, it was only, like, the select Apple Pay like locations like Nordstrom's or Macy's or whatever it was but turns out you can use Apple Pay anywhere they accept tap or pay pass even if it doesn't say Apple Pay yeah and that makes it a lot more convenient oh it's super convenient so if you guys don't have if you guys have an iPhone and you don't have Apple Pay set up set it up like it like trust me it's it's I, I was very reluctant to to do it. And Chris had to basically beat me over the head and convince me. Yeah, every time you go to a bar or something, you have to swipe a credit card and it's crowded. Then you have to sign something. It's like, it, it's just hell. So I didn't realize this, uh, but Amer- like Americans were so far behind with credit card technology. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Because every, okay, so with American cards, even though it has a chip in it, they ha- we have to sign, which doesn't do anything. Like, it's it's probably the worst yeah. possible identity protection in the world because yeah. nobody looks at it. We just scribble something. And, and, like, it's just pointless. It's useless. But merchants, if we have a card, you know, if we use our cards, they have to print it out and we have to sign it for them to have a record of, of us saying we, we were here. Yeah. So this is how I know we're so outdated is because every single place I went to, they had to go find a pen just because they're so like nobody uses that anymore that they just don't even have pens on board. Yeah. Isn't that annoying? Like when you there's like five people behind you and you're trying to order a drink or something and no and they and you have to sign a stupid receipt and they don't have a pen. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I, I, at first I was thinking like, oh, man, you guys are so un- unprepared. But then I realized it's completely my fault. Yeah. And then when you showed me like how easy it is to use uh, the PayPass or the, the tap, which you basically double tap your home button on your iPhone and then just put your phone somewhere close to the sensor and it just charges you. And then it sends you an instant notification telling you exactly how much it was for. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. It makes travel so much better. Yeah, just get a credit card with no international fees and you're good to go. Yeah. So w- what cards do you use again? I use a City. No, 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 I'm sorry. I use a Capital One and I use a Amex Gold. Okay. So w- what do those give you? The City, I think, gives me two percent or i'm sorry the capital one when i keep saying city gives me two percent and the amex i think only gives me one but it gives me three for select categories okay what are your categories media bias okay so how much you so is this like for your advertising for your joshing store yeah okay how much are you spending on ads per month now well it varies because i've been messing with some different things but it's always a few grand okay and you're getting three points per dollar so you're getting like what three to ten thousand points a month from it i don't know i never calculate it right okay. <laughs> oh have you ever redeemed it for anything oh always cash okay so you just get cash back for it yeah or travel yeah. well, tra- I, re- I usually redeem it for travel travel cash okay so do you think of it as like okay well i'm gonna fly you know, I'm gonna buy this pay ticket. I'm gonna stay in this nice hotel, and just because it's it's technically free, or like, how do you think of it? Um, I, I don't know. I I usually just check the price in cash, and if it's available through my credit card, I'll I'll just buy it there. I I did, doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Okay, but it's a nice little perk, right? Oh, it's a great perk. I actually one of the things I missed the most after selling my dropshipping store is not having 
like 25 or 30 grand worth of uh, reward yeah, points great. a month. It's so great to open your, your credit card statements like, oh, I can just apply this $2,000 to the bills. Perfect. Oh, I miss it. That's why I got to start more stores. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what was weird is I had to pay in cash for my flight home tomorrow because when I, when I checked the airlines on my credit card, it was a $2,800 flight or $2,800 worth of points. I was like, what the fuck? So How much is the actual flight? Less than $600. Cheap. So uh, where are you flying to tomorrow? LAX. So tell, tell us your itinerary. Um, Berlin to Iceland. I think that's like a four-hour flight. Two-hour layover. And then I think another 13 or so to LAX. So insane, man. Yeah, I hate it. Why are you going home? I have a wedding to go to. Yeah. No other reason for me to be there. <laughs> so if it wasn't for the wedding, what would you do instead? I would either do your Poland-Ukraine trick and just come back and forth or head back to Colombia. Man, Colum- I still want to go to Colombia. It's just so far and out of the way. And I don't know if I would like it that much. I don't think you would like it that much. You know, like you you, you, you tend to bend a lot of rules to the way you want. And that culture is really laid back, which I know you do like. But I, I don't know. Co- compared to Thailand, I think I think that's more your scene. Yeah. So I'll be back in Thailand um, two weeks from now. I'm kind of excited for it, to be honest. I, I think I like it's, it's the perfect place to just chill out, eat healthy again, get back in shape. And then you know actually do some real work because i've been coasting like this summer this i mean i've been gone since june 15th i i've just been coasting i haven't worked at all (laughs) i've worked i think i i can count on my on one hand the number like full days i've actually worked and it's it's crazy because i honestly thought that i was i was actually planning for my income to drop and just for me to like live off of savings for a couple months and just enjoy a summer before i go back to work and build it back up yeah you had another awesome month yeah so it was it was insane. Like I, I honestly like I did not like I did not think that that was possible. You had a lot of press coverage this month too, right? Yeah. Uh I think I was in I was in Business Insider on Fox. I remember the Fox and one. Was it Forbes? Yeah. It's insane. Like in one month. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to get a ton of traffic to my blogs and this podcast. If you guys are listening, if you guys are new uh, to the show from any of those sources, give me a shout out in the comments. Let me know where you came from because it's always interesting how, how people find find the show. Why were you in Forbes? It was for something like um, like why San Francisco startups should move to Asia. Okay. And they interviewed me asking like what the digital nomad startup scene was in Chiang Mai. Is it because you're from San Francisco? Yeah, because I'm from San Francisco and because... You know, I work out of Chiang Mai. Okay. So yeah, it's perfect. And and the the I think the title was like from saying like instead of being ramen po- profitable, be pad thai profitable. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's basically just bootstrapping. Instead of eating like you know twenty five cent ramen noodles, you can eat like one dollar pad thai. Okay. Yeah, slight slightly healthier for your guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so. <laughs> if you guys are wondering why like what the point of this episode is i think it's just i want you guys to kind of like hang out with us and just come in this journey like I, I really wish that everyone listening to this you know could be here maybe not all of us in the same hotel <laughs> right now but just like kind of be along for the journey because i think there's so many people who are still in the nine to five jobs they're still thinking about like what it would be like to start traveling and working online and they want to know they want to kind of like hear from like normal people that are doing it and and like i think you're one of the most normal people i know yeah i'd say i'm pretty normal like you don't have a blog no you don't have a podcast uh-uh. you don't have any products nope like you literally have like you're just i don't even know how people find you like you said a couple people messaged you after the last uh interview yeah how'd they find you i don't know i never asked yeah. i figured they just searched your friends list or something so like what did they say just hi just hey listen to your episode it was cool i was like huh so do you have a twitter no <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to announce. But I think that's why people like 
like you know you specifically but also like a lot of the guests like like most of my guests are just normal people yeah and i think this is what's so inspiring to people listening and they're like well if this guy can do it why can't i do it oh yeah if this idiot can do it yeah and i think like so you know sometimes you know you'll see you know people who you know they either make more or work less than you yeah and you're like, man, I want to get to that. You know, like, I want to be there. Yeah, I think that's my next goal now is to really, I think I, we talked about it the last time I was on the show, but to really, really push for a, a more passive income stream. Yeah. So what have you done this last month since, since we talked about that? Um, to work towards that? Yeah. Or what have I done generally? To work towards it. Not much because I, we actually talked to somebody about selling the store off. I was supposed to get a VA and... God, I wrote all these stupid, now they're going to be useless SOPs because when I go home, that might be one of the first things I do. Is is train a VA or sell a store? Sell a store. Nice. And, and did, did they give you an evaluation? They did, but it was a preliminary one. They, they wanted to comb through our books cleaner. Okay. But yeah. So what do they offer? Somewhere between 130 and 150 That's awesome. Yeah. And I have a partner. So. Yeah, but still, that's like, what, $75,000 $75, each? If I can get 150 That's insane, man. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I know. It's great. Like, how long have you had the store for? Uh, I, th- I want to say September 2014. Okay. And on average, how, how much do, do you make profit per, uh, per month for about? Well, now it's, now it's different. We... I had 62,000 in revenue for August. That's, that's a huge. What, what, do you know what yeah. the profit was? Not yet. No. What, what, about, so what was last month? I don't know. I think I want to say nearly eight. So 8,000 profit? Yeah. Nice. And so you've been, you know, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. It's, like, gr- it's grown a lot this year. I, I, I kind of took over running it, the day-to-day stuff. And when you pay attention, whatever you give your attention to kind of grows. So. Yeah, 100%. Actually, and I did the exact opposite with with my dropshipping store. We had the worst month we've had in a long time because I've been on vacation, so I haven't I haven't logged in at all. So that's completely my fault. Yep. And I kind of assumed everyone else, you know, like my VA and then Larissa would also, you know, they'd be on top of it. Yeah. But I think because I wasn't paying attention, nobody else was paying attention. So my freaking customer service guy did, hasn't answered calls in like three weeks. What the hell was he doing? I think he was on vacation. He's like, oh, John's on vacation, so I can take a vacation. So we haven't made a sale in three weeks. And it's awful. I, yeah. And I found out like customers were trying to call in to like, you know, wanting to buy stuff, basically, you know, saying like, oh, you know, if I if I order today, how long is it going to take to ship? Didn't answer. Didn't return the call. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I almost fired him. I, I basically told him, I said, look, if you cannot like answer the calls between nine and five, Monday through Friday, you know, uh, and you can't do X, Y, Z, I'm going to have to find someone else. And I think he knows I'm serious and it sucks. It's such bad timing because I'm going on this cruise for two weeks and I want to train someone else. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to like randomly call him just to make sure maybe from different phone numbers and just to make sure he's picking up the phone. And if he, if he does, then everything's probably fine. He learned his lesson, but if he doesn't answer, I'm going to have to get rid of him. Weren't you doing that before when you hired someone from Craigslist? Yeah. Like I, I, you know what? I I really think that most employees pretty, pretty lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why people are employees and they would like get away with as little work as possible. Oh yeah, for sure. And it sucks. You know, like you would think they would want to crush it, you know? And that's why like I was giving him incentives too, saying like, if you, you know, someone calls in and they end up buying something like while they're on the phone, I'll give you a spiff. I'll give you like commission for it. Just I want him to kind of encourage him to be excited about the call and take the sale, you know? But then I think he was kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I think he was getting lazy about it. Yeah. Weren't we lazy employees? I, I was such a bad employee. Yeah. Yeah, like, was... that's all, yeah. And that's why I understand why he's doing it. And I still understand I gave him too much leeway and I have to put my foot down. I, th- I think you, if, as an employ- employer, I think this is a value valuable lesson where you have to set rules. You have to put your foot down. Yeah. It's a fine balance. 
Oh, that's insane. But, you know, congratulations on getting that first evaluation. Oh, thank you. Like, did you expect that number to be that high? Uh, yes and no, because, I mean, I was talking to you about yours, and like, obviously a lot of other people have sold stores recently, yeah. and just comparing their revenue numbers and their take-home. Do you, do you know what the um, the valuation, like the multiple, they, they use to get that 150K? No, I don't. Yeah. So do you know what your, like, tailing 12 months of profit was, like, on average? No, it's gone up every month this year. Uh, every month this year so uh, to give an average would be a little bit weird so what you want to do to to figure this out let's go through your spreadsheets and at like basically add up the last 12 months of profit and divide that by 12 and that's your average monthly then multiply that by let's say 27 which is my multiple and that's what your business is worth okay that's your homework Chris and Chris is the spreadsheet master yeah I'm sure you can do that formula in your head I probably could (laughs) (laughs) I like it so what are your what are your plans now for the next couple months I don't know. We kind of came to Berlin on a last minute like idea from you. Actually, we were going to stay in Poland and then just fly home from there. But you gave me a call randomly and said, hey, book a a train ticket to Berlin. I want to get a hotel. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So... So basically, here's what happened. I was in Ukraine, and Chris was supposed to come there to meet me. And he, for whatever reason, didn't want to come because he was lazy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's your birthday. I'll come to you. I'll come to Warsaw, hang out. And Poland's a fun place. And I'm sure we would have went out, we would have drank and just yeah. had a good night. But I was like, you know what? You've been in, Ber- you've been in Warsaw for two months now. <laughs> like, we probably can go to the same bars that we always go to. Let's do something crazy, you know? And... I have to I'm meeting my parents in Amsterdam tomorrow <laughs> start the cruise and I was looking at the routes and I'm like you know what from Poland I'd have to go through Berlin anyways to get to Amsterdam uh, by train so I was like you know what let's just go to Berlin like yeah. it's fucking wild here we can go out and drink and do crazy stuff mm-hmm. I was like let's let's just do that so this is how we ended up here yeah, I like it. Uh, it's cool, too. Got to see another city. Yeah, we did a six-hour bike tour yesterday. That was fun, but exhaustive. What, what do you think the city's like as a whole? Um, We were only here... Well, I was only here for four days. So I, I don't I don't want to prejudge a city Um, just based on that. But I so far, it's just okay. Yeah. You know, people are super friendly, though. People are so nice. Like, surprisingly yeah. nice. And, yeah. like, very tolerant. Like yeah, tolerant. Like, when we were... I was ordering, you know, like, breakfast, and I don't speak any German. You mean patient. <laughs> patient. Yeah, very patient, I would say that. But, like, I, you know, I sound like this stupid American trying to order food. Yeah. And, like, I, have no, I can't read anything, and I'm like, you know, like, I'm just asking too many questions, you know? And I think you try to talk with a German accent for some reason, <laughs> dude. I don't know. That might be it, too. I, I think that helps them understand. <laughs> And then the waitresses and the servers are just so freaking patient. I I almost can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I know. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because, like, they're, in their culture, they, they've they been through so much <laughs> that it's kind of just like, it's just now there's like, we have to be patient, we have to be tolerant. We have to be nice. We have to be nice to everyone. We have such a bad reputation. <laughs> I think that's what it is, like, especially the older generation. But even, like, the younger people are super nice. Yeah. Like, everyone we've asked for directions have, like, gone out of their way to, like, really help us. Yeah. It's like Thailand. Yeah. So, Berlin, I would say people, awesome. Um, infrastructure, not that great. Yeah. Why is there graffiti everywhere? Yeah, and they, they they think it's cool. I don't I don't think it's cool. <laughs> um, they like everything kind of grungy and kind of dirty. You know, not not my favorite scene. Mm. Um, the thing that annoyed me the most was not being able to get a SIM card at the train station. Yeah. Then go walking over to like the you know wherever the SIM card wherever the shops are to sell it. And the first shop was called O2. 
which is one of their carriers. And there's only one guy working there, which seems like a common theme because I think their minimum wage is so high. The wages, so there's always just one person working. And that person was selling, you know, was like activating a new phone for someone. And I felt so bad. I wanted to tell this guy, like, the new iPhone is going to come out in like a month. So he was buying an iPhone. <laughs> he was buying an iPhone. And I'm sure this guy like sold him an Yeah, so this guy sold him an iPhone, like a 6S for full price. I'm sure, I'm sure it was like $1,000 or whatever it was. Nice. We put him on like a two-year contract. <laughs> and I felt really bad because this guy was a construction worker. He was a painter. You could tell you had like paint on his boots. Mm-hmm. And he was there with his girlfriend and he probably didn't want to like, you know, look cheap, you know? <sighs> and... I just wanted to tell him like like to hold off like or buy a used one like the, you're just wasting your money mm-hmm. but anyways I, I was patiently waiting for probably at least 20 minutes and I get to the front I'm like hi you know hi can I buy a sim card and he says oh uh, we don't sell sim cards anymore you have to buy it with the phone you mean prepaid prepaid or I I, I I don't even know if they just sell sim cards I think they're like they just want you to buy a phone sign for sign up for like a, a contract so buy a phone get a free sim card something like that yeah and I was like no no like I just want no I don't even need a number I just need a data sim card some prepaid thing and he's like no like we don't have it and I said like I know you have it <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know and he said no like this location is individually owned and the boss decided not to sell them anymore because the the it's not profitable enough. And I was like, you can't just not sell something because you decided. <sighs> Like it's not you know not worth your time or not profitable enough. Uh-huh. You either gotta make you know, either just mark it up, make it more expensive, you know, make a profit, or tell you know HQ like, hey, you gotta do something about it. But you can't just not carry it. Uh-huh. You know, that's like a a chain of like Subway saying like, you know what, I don't want to carry um turkey on this one. <laughs> like our profit's not that good, but it's not gonna happen. And I was so annoyed because I I wasted twenty minutes standing in line. Yeah. And as I was explaining to this guy, I realized there's people waiting behind me. So I'm like, you know, forget about it. And he's like trying to explain to me like why they don't have it. I'm like, you know what? Let me just talk. I, I was like, I want to yell at your boss. You know, <laughs> I want to tell him he's a freaking idiot. He's like wasting everyone's time. <laughs> so then I walk two doors down. I see a Vodafone. Luckily, everything's fine. They they give me a SIM card. It's 10 euros, which for only 750 uh, megabytes, which is the smallest package like anywhere in Europe. Uh-huh. Do you remember what we got in Poland? I think we got nine gigs for like 10 Zloty or something. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So it, it was, I think it was eight gigs and, uh-huh. and it was like five dollars mm-hmm. or less, I think. And it worked perfectly. Everything was fine. Uh, even though now Poland has a stupid registration process, which is annoying as crap. I wrote a blog post about it as well on a yeah. long Facebook rant. That's, that's normal normal as hell anywhere else so i don't mind registering and and giving my id for a sim card the problem with poland is they implemented this new rule but they didn't put any infrastructure behind it so it's one of the only countries in the world now that you cannot get a sim card at an airport like i think that should be a requirement for business travelers for you know you know even for tourists you want them to be able to get around to be able to communicate to be able to buy stuff be able to like go on trains call ubers you know yeah, what a mess to be lost for like the first two hours without a SIM card. Yeah, it sucked. Like it really sucked. I was like so disappointed. <laughs> and so I had to go into the city center. Well, find my way in the city center with no data, which is so like, which is hard to do. Uh, to, you know, and then I found one of their shops called Plus, and he said, "Oh yeah, we we, we can give you a SIM card. It's gonna take seven days to activate." <laughs> And I was like, I'm not even here for seven days. This is stupid. Why would you do that? (laughs) So they had to find another carrier and luckily play... Uh, was able to activate it within an hour. So it just, it was this big ordeal. It was a big waste. I think I wasted an hour and a half doing that. But at least it worked. And then I got my eight gigs. Yeah. But here in Berlin, which is, you know, Germany's supposed to be like this first world country, like, you know, technologically advanced. Oh man, German efficiency. Yeah. 
and 750 megs, you know, for, for $12. And then after I used like 40 megabytes, it just stopped working. You know, at 40 megabytes is like, you know, downloading some, some maps, uploading like four photos. It was just gone. Just syncing your email. Yeah, just gone. And then I could not figure it out. I'm like, and I checked my data usage. And I'm like, you know, what? I didn't use it. I, I like was really careful about it. I tried to go to the, the Vodafone and then I found out they closed at seven o'clock. So then I was like, okay, I'll go tomorrow. So today, you know, I was like, I really need it to get to the train station so I can get on my freaking train to Amsterdam tomorrow or at least have some internet in the morning. So we leave the co-working space at six o'clock and we take two buses and we literally run with backpacks and our laptops to try to get to the store before it closed. Yeah, you ran. I kind of just walked behind you. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch up to you. I like sprinted there and I got there at 6.59, one minute before supposedly closed. And then I looked at the sign and it said closes at 6.30. Who closes at 6.30? Those are such abnormal operating hours. It's like 10 a.m. to 6.30. Yeah. yeah. I think anywhere, especially in the U.S., I think they would be open till like 11 p.m. Or at least like 9. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a normal time, you know? Yeah, someone can get there after work or something. And I was so pissed and like I, would, I was like, you know what? There better be someone in here because I'm so, like, I was so like pissed off. So I started banging on the windows. Yeah, I couldn't believe you were doing that. <laughs> but it works. The 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 guy that was working there came out. He probably thought bricks were coming through his windows. That's I was about. I was, I was like literally that pissed. Yeah, I could tell. And he came out and like, but then I was like really rational with him. He was a nice guy, and I was explaining to him. I was like, look, I, you know, I bought this data card from you two days ago. I only used forty megs. Like it just stopped working. Can you can you fix it? And this guy had no idea how to use an iPhone. He works at a cell phone store. The iPhone has not changed in seven years. And he kept, he wasn't even, like he was trying to press the home button, but instead of pressing the button in the center, which everybody can tell was a button, he was just pressing like the side. There was like no button at all. Was he wearing glasses or something? Maybe no, he just nothing. couldn't see the... <laughs> just like nothing. He just like had no idea how to use his phone. And then he spends the next like 30 minutes uh, on the phone with like the call center. And they're walking him through like, is the phone on? Like, is, you know, is blah, blah, blah on? Have you tried this? And I kept, and I said to him, I was like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not the phone or the settings. I think there's something wrong with my account. And he, he checks, he's like, no, your account's fine. You know, you, you have, you have data on there. It's fine. Another 30 minutes pass. I, I think I was there for an hour, Another, like, like an hour pass. And then he's like, oh, I think there's something wrong with your account. <laughs> and I, I feel like I spent half of my trip in, in Germany, either inside the Vodafone shop or trying <laughs> to get there. Just visiting cell phone stores in Berlin is your favorite pastime here. Oh, I hated it. It was like, I mean, things like this, like it drives me crazy because it's such a waste of time for anyone. And and it's bad for the economy because they're not making any money while I'm in there. You know, like I'm using up their 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 staff hours. The, the like the city itself is not making money because I'm not out there spending money. I would have happily been out having beers or you know doing something. And like it's to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Like these like these big companies are these monopolies that provide subpar, crappy service, and there's no other options. Yeah, didn't didn't you get an international SIM card? So for my cruise because I'm going to be going to five or six countries in 12 days and I was afraid that some of them wouldn't be able to get a SIM card so I bought one uh, I don't even remember the name but I wouldn't recommend them anyways so it was I think how much did they want per gig was it like $50 it was something ridiculous per megabyte I think no, no it wasn't per megabyte it was per gig but I think it was like 40 or $50 per gig <laughs> just stupid but my idea was okay I'll just buy one gig and only use it to call Ubers or Google Maps but after this experience and knowing 
knowing how much data can be used, like loading a map or like background refresh. I don't even think I'm gonna do it. I, I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna not activate it. Yeah, throw that thing away. So global SIM cards, they suck. Like not not recommended. I, I think in in almost zero circumstances is, is it worth it yeah that's why i'm telling you i'm gonna go home i'm gonna switch my phone to google and just throw support their way you know they're gonna offer international 4g too i think so i like that so if you guys so can you explain what google Fire is yeah it's google's cell phone service but i think it switches between t-mobile and sprint and i have a t-mobile right now but they're gonna offer well it has worldwide 3g but I, i'm pretty sure in some countries it's shitty 2g or edge which is what i apparently what i get in berlin right now it's terrible though you can like hardly use it well yeah it's unusable but i think google's gonna roll out for uh international 4g where it's available where it's available i have no idea i think once they roll that out it'll be a good deal but i think for now it's still even though it's such a pain in ass in some countries it's still worth it just to buy local sim yeah i think my advice my travel advice to people would be to travel less travel less like stay like <laughs> like instead of bouncing from country to country and spending half of your time in a in a store if you go somewhere for at least two weeks if, or a month even if you spent the first day in a t-mobile store or i mean a vodafone store at least you know you have 29 days to use that that SIM card, then it's worth it. But if you're here for three days, you have to have a SIM card in this day and age, but you don't want to spend like one of the three days just, just chasing that down. Yeah, like if I was doing my old style of travel where I was just in a city for three or four nights, move to another city another three or four nights and go back home, I, I wouldn't want to be hunting down SIM cards in, that, in the meantime. And I would I would definitely want data while I was here on vacation or whatever. So that is my my travel like a boss tip is travel slower. It's it, We always think we should squeeze in more places and do more. Yeah, don't. Don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> just skip like the crappy places. Like l- let us be like your the, the crash dummies or the, the pin tests, you know? Know? just skip places that you don't need to be yeah go to the awesome places that we already figured out like they're worth being in stay for a month it's always cheaper to stay for a month yeah and you get to eat at all the cool restaurants and go to all the bars that you want to see you know if you're if you're in and out in like three or four days you have to pick and choose and i think a lot of people assume in their heads that four days is a long time but it's not no i'm not over jet lag for like a week now so i'm just like no i'm, I'm gonna chill out for a week and then i'll go see the sites or whatever so like with your friends that that come travel like when they're back home like how long is their normal vacation like 10 working days maybe or like 10 days something like that like and to us it's insane now oh yeah i would never take like a 10 hour flight to stay somewhere for a week i think this should be a rule for every hour you're flying you need to be there for one day uh i would say more than that. i would say tr- minimum bare minimum two days per hour you're flying two days per hour so a month minimum everywhere <laughs> pretty much <laughs> no okay so like let's say you're flying to vegas from california that's what our flight two days okay all right let's say you're flying to new york four hour flight okay uh, okay i was thinking more international be, there, be a week all right so if you're gonna go international 14 hour flight 28 days <laughs> right yeah i, I we, we can test that and see if that works it you sounds know, good in theory but yeah, okay. <laughs> if you're gonna go to south america from here it might be a 30 hour flight yeah oh god you gotta go for two months <laughs> So this is the new rule, hard and fast, set in stone. For every hour of flight, two days. I like it. The travel like a boss life pro tip. Okay. Remember that, guys, when you guys are making your, your plans. Any any like kind of travel tips that you've picked up along the way? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Any travel mistakes that you would like to avoid? 
Everything's gone pretty smoothly for me, honestly, right? Like, I've always had a friend in a country. Um, God, I had a lot lost luggage issue, but other than that, it was really easy. I think that might be the tip, is you normally go to places where you have a friend, right? Yeah, this this whole time. Anywhere I landed, uh, I was always able to call someone up and say, hey, I've arrived. So what if people don't have that connection? What can they do? For me personally, what I do is I immediately find a jujitsu school. And in Warsaw, we went to a lot of meetups, and that was cool. And somehow we always gravitate to the English speakers, always a crew of Americans. I don't know how the hell that always works out. But yeah, just immediately go to a meetup. So either... Like literally through meetup.com or a Facebook group or a uh, an event at a co-working space or a jiu-jitsu class. You know, if you're going to go somewhere new and you want to meet locals or you know, expats are hanging out, you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, not every place has like a good co-working scene. So you kind of have to go to like a Facebook group. And you know. But you know, I was actually surprised. Every country I've been to that they've had a co-working space and then they've all like, it's always like pretty decent. It's it's almost surprising. Like even in freaking like Bucharest, Romania, I had, it was like one of the nicest co-working spaces I've been to. Strong community. Uh, not strong as in like travelers and other you know digital nomads, but strong community as in people that are living there. Or, you know, some of them are expats, um, and enough people there where you know you're not gonna be lonely. You have someone to have lunch with. But I think there's so few places in the world where people actually travel through. You know, Chiang Mai is definitely it. Um, to a small point, Bali, like in a very small scale. Uh, Berlin, I guess, you know, just because it's there's enough people that come through. But for Chiang, like Chiang Mai is like a hundred times bigger than every other place I've been there. Like I, I would probably willing to bet more traveler, more digital nomads travel through Chiang Mai on any given day and like meet, you know, like and meet each other and, and do kind of, you know, nomad stuff than pretty much the rest of the world combined. Yeah, uh, probably I'd agree with that. That's got, that's like one of the biggest hubs I've ever seen. Do you miss it at all? Yeah, all the time. $4 massages. I can walk to a massage and walk back to my apartment and then walk to pun space and just make that my routine for a couple days. Like, you can hammer out work there like no other. Oh, I miss it so much now. Chiang Mai, I'm coming back for you. <laughs> and actually, we had we had Thai food for lunch today, which is funny. This is my first time having Thai food. No, it was Vietnamese food. Was no, it? but it was, it was a, technically a Vietnamese restaurant, but they had sushi. Oh, that's right. Which is definitely not that's, Vietnamese. That's right. And they had masaman duck curry, which I guess is... Thai. Is that Thai? Masamon curry is Thai. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, okay. So Masamon curry actually means Muslim curry, I believe. Uh, but it's so it's I, th- I think it's from like Malaysia or Penang or something like that area. Well, I guess not. Maybe not Penang. Penang would be Penang curry, but I think it's like a Malaysian Muslim curry. But it's just popular in Thailand for whatever reason. Oh, nice. Whatever it was, it was my first time having it. I loved it. Yeah. In so, Germany, of all places. Yeah. Uh oh, we went to a beer garden yesterday for Chris's birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, On the bike you, tour, right? Yeah. What do you think of that? No, no. The, we went to beer garden for lunch and then for dinner again remember oh that's right we went to two beer gardens that was cool that's cool what so what are your thoughts on on german beer i'm not a huge beer fan but german beer is pretty good i think my favorite was i don't remember where i had it was that unpasteurized beer i don't, I don't remember where we had it either but in general was that not oh maybe that was in germany yeah i think that was in poland, was poland? yeah i'm pretty sure that was in poland okay. <laughs> but like it's weird in the u.s like german beer has the reputation of being like the best and here like it's good but it's definitely not the best where would uh, you say the best is? Czech Republic, for sure. If you want like pure great beer, Czech Republic is the best beer, and it's so cheap. It's like seventy-five euro cents. Wow. Uh, if you want the best like flavored beer, it'd be Belgium. Uh, so Czech Republic, the beers are like the unpasteurized, filtered or unfiltered beer. You know, some like white beers and beers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So just like very basic, but like done well. You know, mm-hmm. like the Hodger Gracie of, of 
of beer. Hodger Gracie of beer. I like that. <laughs> and so, so uh, for those who, who don't know who Hodger Gracie is, oh, he's one of the best jujitsu competitors ever. But what, what makes him so good? Uh, he's just a master of fundamentals. Yeah. So basically, nothing flashy at all. Nothing flashy. Just the basics done really well. Yeah, yeah. But he he always finishes his matches by submission. Just like you're gonna finish your your check beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I, got a, I got a life pro tip for travel. Never book a place before you see it in person. So if you land in a city, you can book the, you can find an Airbnb for one or two nights. And if you like it, you can hit the owner up on WhatsApp and make a deal in person off of Airbnb so that they're not recording your texts and make him a deal in cash. And you can usually get a 25%. Oh, because is that the Airbnb charge? Uh, I don't know if it's Airbnb charge, but if usually if you can book one or two or more than two weeks at a time to a month, they'll give you a discount on Airbnb for like a volume discount. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Except I would say... The downside of that is if it's a busy time, they might be booked up. Yeah. I, so far, it's done me really well. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that as a way to save money, especially if you're like flexible. Mm-hmm. But if you if you really want to stay in a place and you want to risk it, like... Well, no. you'll know you'll know in one day. You just go there, stay there for one night, and then you can message the host the next day. Yeah. Okay. That's you know, true. It's, it's, what, it's what, I've, what I've done the whole time. I think that what Airbnb needs to do to kind of um, offset that is kind of encourage like monthly rentals. You know, because I, I see sometimes where they'll have a, a discount like ten or twenty five percent. Yeah. But I think they need what they need to do is instead of Airbnb charging, I, I don't know what their fees are, but they should give a, a fee break to to uh, the person, you know, the host. You know, so like instead of like if if they're gonna do a month, instead of them paying you know twenty percent or whatever it is for the whole month, mm-hmm. because it's such a long period, I think they they should give them a break on there as well. I think that okay. would make sense. Yeah, yeah, I see. What yeah, because they're not doing as much work. You know, I mean, even though it's all automated anyways, but Airbnb like they're just they're finding you one client there's not any, as many transactions yeah exactly so if you guys are listening airbnb that's our, our <laughs> pro tip to you all right so it's been fun it's like it's, it's 1 a.m and i have to be up in six hours to go on the train oh my god to go on the train to amsterdam i'm gonna have one night in amsterdam and then we get on a cruise ship for the next 12 nights yeah what a rough life you have buddy you know what? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be an epic one. So I'll see you guys next week. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's been fun. The next time where am I gonna see you next? Uh, possibly Hawaii. Yeah, you gonna come out for the dropship retreat? Possibly, dude. You, you come out. You, you have to come out. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I might. I'm, I I might still be lazy and tired and just. Dude, I, you can't be too lazy with Hawaii. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but either way, I'll, I'll see you in LA in uh in October before I go. Yeah. Okay. And maybe in Hawaii. Maybe in Hawaii. All right. So if you guys want to uh, keep in touch with Chris, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing for you. Stop by his jiu-jitsu, his uh, jujitsu school. It's not even his school. No, it's not. But um, you know, leave a comment. I'll pass it forward. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, buddy. All right. See everyone next week. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus "How to Choose the Perfect Niche" episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.